If you're struggling to lose weight, you've probably heard about weight loss medications like Wigovi or ZepBound, and you might be wondering if they're right for you. Meet Plush Care, a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. If you qualify, they can safely prescribe you medication from the comfort of your own home. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. This is Afternoons with Rob Breckenridge on News Talk 770 Radio, Calgary's breaking news and conversation station. All right, welcome back. We had a conversation recently. There was some research done regarding human lifespan. And some new research suggesting there's not really necessarily an upper limit to human lifespan. There's no ceiling we bump into. Uh, So is it possible that we could live longer? Maybe even much longer. Which kind of gets back to the question, I mean, is aging something that's inevitable? Is aging something that we can overcome or at least postpone? Which may or may not mean living longer. Might just mean uh, your quality of life as you age. Sort of the quality of life you have at 40 or 50, to have that at 80 or 90. You know, if you're not necessarily going to live to be 200, uh, that would still be in a lot of ways overcoming aging. So there's been a lot of focus on this because, um, well, let's face it, I mean, this this potential here to make a lot of money on the one hand, but I think it certainly speaks to some important medical advancements. What if we can overcome aging? Maybe that means... Improving the quality of life, just being generally healthier. So we get into our 70s, 80s, 90s. But maybe it also means living a lot longer. Spanning that human lifespan. Testing the upper limits of what that might be. So there's some fascinating questions here. Uh, An interesting story that's uh, continuing to unfold in the United States. Uh, And it involves a drug and an application before the FDA uh, to have this approved as an anti-aging drug. That would obviously be the first approval of its kind. And I think in the industry, not just the pharmaceutical industry, but to big companies who previously haven't really been in that realm, uh, there is quite a mad rush to be the first, or even the second or third or fourth, to develop something like this. But this may end up being the first. Wired.com, Wired Magazine, has a really interesting profile of this drug and the Israeli scientist uh, behind it. I wanted to explore it in more detail. Joining us on the line is uh, Sam Apple. He's a uh, teacher of science writing at the University of Pennsylvania, a science journalist himself, and the author of this piece, which you can find at Wired.com. Sam, great to have you with us here. Welcome to the program. Thank you. Thanks for having me. You know, there's an interesting question at the heart of this story, and you touch on in your piece that, I mean, is, is aging a disease? Is aging something to, to be overcome by some, some kind of a treatment? How is the FDA likely to come down on that question? Well... As of now, the FDA says that aging is not a disease. It's a a normal human process that we all experience. And for that reason, the FDA doesn't currently believe that there should be drugs that that target aging. It's a natural biological process, but a lot of scientists disagree on this point. And and the reason they disagree is that aging clearly is linked to you know, the most devastating diseases that, that afflict all of us, heart disease, cancer, diabetes, and on and on, are all much more likely to occur as we age. So the thinking is if we can slow aging, it's not that we want to live forever necessarily, but we can also push back these devastating diseases. Yeah, I mean, that's the other side of it, because an anti-aging drug doesn't necessarily mean we're going to live to be 150 years old, uh, but maybe what it, it, it more likely means is that the, the years we do live... Um, that will be more healthy. 
Right. I mean, there are certainly a lot of people interested in living to 150 or longer. And then, you know, as I mentioned in my article, a lot of people in Silicon Valley in particular are investing in biotech companies that are, that are looking for these kind of solutions. But the scientists that I write about that I talk to, instead of talking about lifespan, they talk about something called health span, which is, you know, not that we'll, we'll live for an unusually long time, but that we'll live more years of a healthy life, you know, years without cancer and, and heart disease. Um, you know, eventually you might get these same diseases, but they'll set in later. And, and critically, it seems that when you extend health span, you also decrease the amount of time that uh, you have these diseases. So you may end up with the same diseases, but you get them shortly before the end rather than, you know, maybe having decades of suffering, which is, you know, a big part of the benefit of these you know, new anti-aging drugs. Mm-hmm. Well, and what may be the first, and it's a drug that's been around for a really long time, which is an interesting part of the story. Uh, you also feature the, uh, or it's a profile in a lot of ways of this Israeli researcher who's kind of at the forefront of this. What, what do we need to know about him? Uh, well, his name is uh, Nir Barzila, and he, he is um eccentric character. Uh, he's you know, known among uh, other researchers for his sense of humor. Um, and he's always cracking jokes, but he's dead serious about his, his research, of course. And, uh, he has identified, you know, one particular drug, uh, metformin, which is one of the world's most popular medications already is, uh, prescribed for diabetes. Uh, but, um, you know, near is among a group of researchers who have become interested in some of metformin's other effects and, and in animal studies. It has been shown, at least in some, not all, in some animal studies, but it's shown to, uh, extend lifespan and there's also you know these these studies which are you know sometimes called uh retrospective studies in which they look at people that have taken metformin and then uh looked at you know what what diseases they got or didn't get in it and they found that diabetics who take metformin tend to outlive other diabetics and in one study they diabetics who took metformin outlived healthy people who didn't have diabetes. So it seems to give uh, people an advantage in terms of disease prevention and life extension. And I guess the fact that it's been around for a while and it has been studied in a lot of different ways, uh, how does that affect the FDA process? Because otherwise, how do you do a clinical trial on, on what's supposed to be an anti-aging drug? Right. It, it's, it's very uh, difficult to do a trial uh, on aging in general because you have to follow people for such a long time. And so the, Anir Barzila, his, the first step of the process was to go to the FDA and say, you know, would you consider approving this drug, metformin, as an anti-aging drug? Uh, and they said, well, you'd have to have some kind of study that, that could demonstrate this to us. And um, so they, they came up with a, a very unusual study design. It's called TAME, Targeting Aging uh, with Metformin. And it is designed to show that not that you can necessarily let people live for an unusually long time, as we talked about, but that it can prevent a number of different diseases from developing. So they'll be able to go to the FDA and say, look, the people that took metformin didn't develop cancer or, you know, or, or heart disease or Alzheimer's, which is another disease, of course, linked to aging. And so what they'll be showing is that metformin can delay all of the diseases related to aging. And so maybe the FDA will come back and say, well, you haven't proven aging, but you've 
proven that it can prevent all these different diseases which are linked to aging. And as far as near is concerned, that's good enough. You know, what they call it in the end doesn't matter so much. But the goal, you know, is that the FDA will approve a drug to delay all the diseases of aging. So, you know, the study has been designed to prove that, but the study hasn't yet been carried out. They still have to actually raise the money to, to do it. But they, they wouldn't have a, a patent then on this drug. So what's stopping other people's, uh, people or companies from saying, uh, you know, we're going to beat them to the punch. We're going to start marketing this the same way. Or we're going to start making it available to people. And now that there's all this hype around it. Yeah, I mean, I mean, again, right now, I mean, in 2014, I think something like 76 million prescriptions were handed out for metformin in the United States. So you know, millions of people are already taking it. And there's really no extra money to be made um you know it's a generic drug it has been for some time so that that's one of the reasons it's very hard for near barzila and his colleagues to raise money for this study is um you know there's no there's no pot of gold at the end as i think i say in my article uh so you know the, the big question now is is somebody going to step up you know right now there's money being poured into all these sort of fantastical schemes in Silicon Valley, but metformin isn't nearly as exciting in a way, but it might hold, you know, as much potential as any other compound. Well, and do you, do you think the hype is justified? What, what's your sense? Well, I, I, I think the hype is, is justified in that I, I think it's, you know, a very, you know, potentially very important medication. But, you know, one, one thing that's, is in question is what what mechanism metformin uses uh, into what metformin does. Metformin does it leads to all these remarkable effects, and scientists are sort of divided on this opinion. But um, I would say that I, I find most credible the idea that that metformin is effective precisely for the reason it's effective for diabetes, which is that it lowers the glucose, the blood sugar, and that's running through your body and thus lowers insulin levels, which influence the hormone that responds to blood sugar. So I think metformin is very important because insulin in particular has been linked to all these diseases that metformin treats. But another way to think about this is that if you eat a low carbohydrate diet, for example, then you're also lowering glucose and insulin. So some people might argue that, you know, we don't need metformin to treat all these diseases. We need to just radically change our diets, but assuming that doesn't happen, you know, metformin may be a very good plan B for the rest of us. Well, yeah, I mean, is there a link though with between this drug and, and cancer? Is this do, do, is there evidence to suggest that this reduces the risk of, of cancer? Yeah, well, that's how a lot of this metformin hype began. What happened is all these diabetics were were taking metformin, and then researchers began to look like, hey, wait a minute, all these diabetics that are on metformin are getting less cancer than diabetics who are taking other drugs. And so that that's where the, you know, it was a very surprising result. You know, one possibility is that the, the other drugs are actually causing cancer, and that's why metformin patients uh, don't get it. But, it. but it seems to be that metformin actually does, I mean, it remains to be proven, but I think there's good reason to think that it does lower your risk of cancer. And, and again, the reason I think it does is because it lowers glucose and insulin, which have also been implicated in cancer. And cancer is increasingly uh, being looked at as a metabolic disease. And, you know, people that get diabetes are at higher risk for cancer. So it makes sense in a way 
that if metformin treats diabetes, it would also treat cancer. So I think metformin is really valuable in that respect. But again, I think you might get many of the same benefits by changing your diet. Well, this will still be a potentially huge decision from the FDA. How, how far off is this decision do we expect? Well, the study itself hasn't launched, and, and that's because they're still raising money. But once they have all the money they need, then they estimate five years to complete the study and then a waiting period, uh, you know, which, you know, I don't know exactly how long it'll take the FDA to make its decision. But, um, you know, basically they, they met with the FDA and discussed this, and the FDA is clearly sort of on board with the study design. So if the study is a success and demonstrates that metformin can indeed delay all these diseases, then I think there's reason to think that it would happen quite quickly. So, you know, six, seven years, it's, you know, yeah, it's not far off. Sure. Well, it's quite fascinating. People can read the story. It's up at wired.com. They can also find you on Twitter at Samuel Apple. Sam, thanks so much for joining us here today. Really appreciate this. Okay. Thank you. It's a lot of fun. There you go, Sam Apple. He's a uh, science journalist. His piece up at uh, Wired.com. Really interesting. 403-974-8255. Back with more right after this. Afternoons with Rob Breckenridge, starting at 1230 on News Talk 770 Calgary.